I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. News with the Chicago Bears today. They have decided to keep Matt Eberflus as their head coach, but they are moving on from Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator. So with the number one pick in the draft and Justin Fields still with the Bears, what does it all mean? We get perspective right now from a guy who knows. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, on your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. We welcome in Jim Miller, the former Bears quarterback, Sirius XM, NFL Radio. He joins us right now. All right, Jim, first of all, your reaction to Matt Eberflus staying, Luke Getze going, what do you got? Yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's shocked that they're moving on from their offensive coordinator. It just never seemed to work between him and, and Justin, and it just wasn't consistent enough. It just wasn't smooth uh, at the end of the day. You know, and I think for, for the Bears, obviously, they've got to take a deep dive at the quarterback situation. They they passed last year on C.J. Stroud, who is uh, basically going to be rookie of the year, and he threw for over 4,000 yards, and and really, Ryan Poles, the Bears GM, said that quarterback had to blow them away in order for them to draft one. So they passed on him, and I don't know if they can pass on another quarterback because uh, from the consistency side of it, it hasn't been consistent enough from, from Justin Fields. So I don't, I don't see them putting a fifth-year option on him. I still think you keep Justin and you let those guys battle it out, and then who knows? Maybe he has like a Daniel Jones uh, type of year with the pressure on, and then potentially if he plays great, you offer him a contract or your franchise tag. I think is where it's at. Jim, there's some rumors and speculation that Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, he could possibly be a package deal with Cliff Kingsbury, who was on the offensive staff at USC. Is it possible the Bears could be thinking along those lines if we try to really read deep into this, that maybe Caleb Williams is going to be the guy and they got to clear out the OC space for Kingsbury? Yeah, I think everything's on the table uh, for the Chicago Bears. They need more consistency in production from the quarterback position. Again, whether that's Justin, whether it's if they draft another young quarterback, whether it's a package deal with Cliff Kingsbury and and Caleb Williams or how they evaluate Drake May or any other quarterback in this draft. I think everything is, is on the table at this point. Jim Miller, of course, Sirius XM NFL Radio, does the Bears games during the preseason. He's the former Bears quarterback. Jim, you're a terrific evaluator. Anybody who listens to you knows what you go through uh, in terms of leading up to the draft. So if you're the Bears right now, what would you do? Would you stick with Fields or would you draft Caleb Williams? No, I think you have to draft a quarterback. Now, whether it leads them to Caleb Williams, I haven't studied all the quarterbacks yet. I like Bo Nix. He's played a lot of starts. He's got 60 starts in college football. You know, Justin here is at 38. I just know this. Like, with the recent people cherry-picking plays of Justin Fields, I think nobody denies the talent of Justin Fields. His toughness, his leadership, his skills. What you have to question is the consistency of it. You know, just because you have a couple of draw-dropping plays, you've got to do it again and again and again. There has to be a consistency, a part of it, and it hasn't been consistent enough. 
If you go back last year, Justin was sacked 55 times. If he missed five games this year. He was averaging four sacks a game. So if you would affect him the game he missed with the sacks that he has currently at 39, he is actually sacked more this year if you factor in the games that he's missed. So that's got to get better. The turnover's got to get better. The consistency from throwing from the pocket's got to get better. So, yes, I think it leads you to believe don't place the fifth-year option. Draft a quarterback. Let them battle it out and, and see where it goes. Jim, one last one real quick. Are the Bears in danger of kind of going halfway as they kind of have in the last few years of going through coordinators and then find themselves in the same position next year of maybe we're looking at a new head coach and then we got to go in another direction? Are they not going in enough in one direction as maybe they should? Well, no, I, I think I like the job that Eberflus did. The team didn't quit on, on the coach. Their defense got it a lot better. The offense was better. It just wasn't as consistent as what it needs to be, and that's the problem. So that's where the change needed to be made. I don't question uh, Matt Eberflus. I think he's a really good coach, and that team played hard for him, and they never really wavered. Nobody was pointing fingers at anybody, and so I think that says a lot about Matt Eberflus' leadership. Jim, great stuff. Appreciate a couple of minutes. Thank you. All right, you bet. Good to be with you. Jim Miller, former Bears quarterback, Sirius XM, NFL radio. Here's what's really what was interesting to me and what he said in all of it, because I, I asked the, the second question regarding what would you do just based on the idea of Fields actually staying if they draft Caleb Williams. Like, I I can't imagine no. that's a thing. No. I, you and need I assets. Can never do that. You need assets. You're either trading the number one pick and getting assets to put around Fields, or you're trading Fields, taking that asset and building around Caleb Williams. The two don't stay together. That would be well, a disaster. Like why am I creating? And also, why aside from the assets, and absolutely, that's reason number one. Why am I creating problems for both of those guys right out of the gate, and and public controversies? Like if Fields actually played well early in the year, and then he's going to continue to play well. But what does that mean for Caleb? And if Caleb's playing well, why didn't they just get rid of Fields? Like that is a narrative that they don't need to have either way. Perhaps, counterpoint, the Bears are going to deploy a two-quarterback system next year where two quarterbacks line up on the field at the same time, one under center, one under guard, and you have to figure out who's going to get the ball. Maybe it's just that maybe it's galaxy brain in Chicago right now. You don't know. Mm. Maybe they're on the – maybe Ivervus is coming back because he's on the something that you have no idea of. There are things happening that no concept could be had of anybody outside of that coach's office. (laughs) I mean, it is Chicago, Right. I mean, stranger things have happened. Let's start with this. Let's start with the evaluation process on Fields. Carlin versus Joe, amateur scouting hour. What do we do with Justin Fields? We've seen three years. He has played 40. He has appeared in 40 of a potential 51 games, which means he's missed 22% of the games. 22%. And that includes, or I mean, from the playing perspective, it includes him playing half a game. He gets credit for it. Like he got knocked out in that Packers game on Sunday. And they pretty much couldn't do anything the rest of the game. But we still give him credit for that. 22% of the games, he's missing outright. He has 40 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. He has a completion percentage of 60%, which is a huge red flag. What are we doing here? Also, keep in mind, this is before you even talk about Caleb Williams. Once you bring Williams into the equation, you have a guy who could be better. But more importantly, he's going to be cheaper. 
You'd be drafting Williams. You'd have him on the rookie contract. You got the fifth-year option, the franchise tag, cost-controlled to where you could spend everywhere else building up that roster. If you keep Fields, eventually you got to spend on him, and it's going to cost you more money and give you less to spend elsewhere to round out the roster. You would have the assets that come in via the pick that you're trading, so there's that, but money-wise, you'd be spending elsewhere. So I don't know. I mean, I, I... Justin has shown some stuff, but it's been three years. How much more do you need to see? Like the fact that that question wasn't answered by Eberflus this year, that was the only thing that should have been on the agenda for the Bears this season. You're not competing for a Super Bowl. We know you're not winning the division. You need to know unequivocally, that that word sounds a lot better when said by other people, (laughs) you need to know unequivocally by the end of the season whether or not Fields is your guy. And here we are, and they don't know. That is a failure on behalf of the organization. Number one, I hear people call it unequivocally all the time. They get a B in there? It drives me insane. And I'm no perfect uh, speaker, as I think we've established. You're no wordsmith. No. Number two, if I didn't have the number one pick, you know how much I love Justin Fields. Yes, I do. I would absolutely ride it out with him. I have the number one pick. I'm sorry. I have to I have to take no, don't ever underestimate as you have pointed out the cheaper option don't ever underestimate the McCaskies as ownership ability to side with the cheaper option which also might be part of why Matt Eberflus is still there. But number 2 when I have this level of quarterback that everybody seems to agree is the guy. And I have Justin Fields, I have to ride with Williams. I have to do it. How often do I end up in this position? I, I don't end up in it enough. You could say that I was fortunate to get Fields when I did a few years ago. That's great. I don't think they're going to get the eighth overall pick, which I've heard uh, suggested like the Falcons wanted to trade for him. Can they get a two and a three? Yeah, they can. I'm, I'm doing that. I think Fields will be successful somewhere else. I think he'd be a magical player in Atlanta. I think he'd be great in Atlanta. But... The Bears have no choice here. What scares the daylights out of me is this. Like, if you're bringing in Cliff Kingsbury to be the offensive coordinator because Caleb Williams wants him, why wouldn't you just make him the head coach? Because, because he's, from, not a, he's not a good head coach. But a year from now, he's, that's what's going to happen. Because you're going to end up firing Eberflus. And then if you do, like... You can fire Kingsbury, too, and then Caleb Williams is ticked off, and then he's in his third. Well, this is the assumption that Caleb Williams comes in and it doesn't go well enough to keep Eberflus. What if he comes in and they win games? Okay. Like, you're not getting rid of Eberflus. How often does that happen? I mean, we saw it happen this year with the Houston Texans, and to say that we were all stunned would be an understatement. It's very rare to fire the coach when you draft the rookie quarterback. Frank Reich is the exception. He's not the rule. Like, generally, you buy yourself. A year in? No, I like I don't I don't think that's rare. Like you you take the rookie quarterback and then a year later you're firing the coach. I think that happens a lot. A lot? I, I think it happens a decent amount. Like the Frank Reich thing? I, I I think it's not necessarily that they're gonna fire him in the middle of the season and after one year, but I, I, I'm talking about Eberflus a year from now. Is he gonna get fired while they're drafting a, a number one quarterback? I think there is. Uh, And there's another aspect of this story that we haven't even touched on yet, and we will. And it's a big one. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Joe, who's ready for a Super Bowl run? Mm. Who's about to completely bust out of the playoffs? 
It's Super Bowl run or super bust. Next, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's the future? Yeah, I hope to have a future. Hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow. I would be stunned if Harbaugh's not in the NFL next year. Part of the reason is he did what he said he was going to do, which is restore Michigan to greatness. He will now be interviewing teams for his services. He will go there and go, who's going to be my GM? Can I pick my GM? Am I going to have final say on the roster? Like, he is in a position of power. I just want to enjoy this. Can a guy have that? You're just trying to rip it away from me. Can a guy just enjoy himself? Whatever you need, Jim. You got it, Cowboy. All yours. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Harbaugh is the missing piece in this whole Bears discussion. Was this never a thing? Was this never discussed? Was this never considered? Was it on both ends? What was it that would have kept him from going to the Bears when you have the number one overall pick and you could be set up for success, did the Bears never decide to bring in a guy that has had a lot of success in developing quarterbacks over the years? Was that, like, Joe, what am I missing there? Is it the cheap factor? You got to pay you got to pay him $25 million a year and the McCaskies didn't want to do that? What is it? Well... For starters, I mean, to your point on the quarterbacks, the Bears still remain the only franchise in NFL history to never produce a 4,000-yard passer, 
I like never. I I shot wow. CJ Stroud just threw for 4000 yards. Like showed up in Houston, got hurt, missed the game, no big deal, 4000 yards. There it is. I don't know what's the issue with um isn't there Bears management tied to the Big 10? Well, let's talk about that for a second. That's Kevin Warren who was the commissioner of the Big 10 for like a week or, or you know, realistically more like 2 years, but not very long. <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah. Kevin Warren is the reason that you're not going to bring in like Jim Harbaugh. Like if Kevin Warren, and, and I am sure, I can guarantee you this, they more than had a few run-ins when Harbaugh was coaching Michigan. There is no question. And that's before this year. That's before all this crap happened. Because Harbaugh is just incredibly difficult to deal with behind the scenes, period. So it very well could be that Kevin Warren doesn't have any interest in dealing with Jim Harbaugh. But to my question to that would be like, who cares what Kevin Warren wants? Do I want a franchise to win a Super Bowl? I don't love Jim Harbaugh at all because of some of that stuff, but I also want to win. Yeah, I don't I don't like him at all. I'd love him as the head coach of my team. I, I don't I don't like I'm not like a Harbaugh fan. Yeah. I think he's 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 odd. I it just I don't think he's relatable. I I'm not gonna get into all that. I just if he was the coach of my team I'm in because you want to win games. This is where you got to put ego to the side. But to your point on the Bears, the Bears never make the splash higher. Never. Let's go back through the history. Uh, Eberflus, not a splash higher. Matt Nagy, John Fox, Mark Tressman, Lovey Smith, Dick Jaron, Dave Wanstat, and then you're back to Ditka. Like yeah. that list of coaches, at no point were any of those guys during those hiring cycles like the big, hot, splashy name. That's not what Chicago does. And that's the problem for Chicago. They're stuck in their ways. An antiquated system that's decades old and they haven't figured out how to change it. They have no idea how to set up their operating philosophy, their management philosophy. They have no idea how to move this thing in the right direction. They, they, exercise patience when they shouldn't they exercise a quick trigger when they shouldn't they just don't get it i mean you haven't had a 4000 yard passer in your franchise's history it's the year of our lord 2024 all teams do is throw the ball all over the lot defenders get flagged for everything how have you not solved that yet how have you not put a single 4000 yard passer in the nfl you're the bears you've been around forever uh, to your point, there were 10 4,000-yard passers this season, including Brock Purdy, including Matthew uh, – not Matthew Stafford, Trevor Lawrence, including Baker Mayfield. Uh, Sam Howell finished 54 yards short <laughs> of 1,000 – of 4,000 yards. And he missed some games. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, if you're Chicago, you're, you're, you're in the category – you're in the unserious category. Like, we can't take you seriously. And with the Chargers, that's one thing. We always talk about that with them. It makes perfect sense. And the thing is, no one really cares. They don't have much of a fan base. The media is not going to get on them in L.A. Nobody cares. You just kind of see it. You make your jokes and you move on. Chicago's a hell of a city. It's a proud franchise. It's a great fan base. Those people care. They deserve so much more than what they get from this team year in and year out. Like, you're staring... You're staring Caleb Williams in the face. 
You're the only organization in history staring a generational quarterback in the face, Dear and God. you're in a position to draft them, and you're like, I, I don't know. I don't know. we got to fire our offensive coordinator. we got to keep our coach. Uh, we might keep the current quarterback. We're just not sure what we're going to do. You know how many teams would gladly slide into that spot and say, get the hell out of here, Chicago. We'll draft them. You go figure out what you'd want to do over here in the minor leagues while the big boys play some professional football. Congratulations to the Bears on becoming a verb, much like the Chargers have. The Bears are bearsing. <laughs> They're bearsing. And I've got a, a little surprise for you. I think this is kind of neat. And it's that Harbaugh did a sit-down with Reese Davis for SportsCenter. And we've got a little tidbit from that conversation where Reese asked him about his timeline for what's next. And I can only pray that this starts with, first of all, Happy New Year. Here's Jim Harbaugh with Reese Davis. So what's the time frame when you need to decide? I don't know that. I don't know. Um, I appreciate, appreciate the interest um, uh, that you have and others have. I just, I, just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have that answer for you right now. Wow. It's good stuff I appreciate right the interest. Actually, that's really saying you don't appreciate the interest. He, you know what? He strikes me a little bit as a guy who thought there was going to be a whole lot more talk about how he's restored Michigan, how he's finally gotten over the hump and won a championship. And like, no one wants to ask him those questions. And he's kind of like, yeah, well, why don't we talk about all the success? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we don't, you know, you know, if we're going to talk about the success, we got to talk about the cheating and you don't want to talk about yeah. that. So let's talk about the next job. That's what's interesting. Jim, how are you so great? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get to be so awesome? He, I, I mean, Jim, I, let's talk about your family. <laughs> the fact that he's not coming out saying, look, I don't, I, I get why there's so much interest, but my heart is with Michigan. We just won a national championship. Like he's not even trying oh, at no, this point no. to like make it seem like he might be back. Michigan's no. going to try to put a big number out there, but I don't see that happening. No. Where do no, you, you got to bet right now? You got to bet right now. The home is on the line. So if you get this wrong, your wife's going to come home. There's going to be no house. You're going to be in big trouble. Okay. Yeah. But you mm -hmm. get it right. Get a nice vacation house wherever your wife wants to go for the rest of her life. Yeah. That's what the bet is. So there's a lot of stress here. Where's Harbaugh coaching next year? All right. Well, first of all, my And I want a team. I don't want you to just say the right. NFL. I got to be very careful here. No wiggle room, big boy. First of all, my wife doesn't really want a vacation house. So you have to give her the option of going wherever she wants. She okay. Yeah, that's fine. one place. Where's that? So that, just to give you a little taste of what I'm dealing with every day. She only anyway. likes to go to one place, you said? She doesn't love to go to just one place. Oh, she likes Same to go. Thing every year. Yeah, that's okay. She wants Variety. To go all over the place. Spice of life. That's okay. Right. Costs a lot more money, too. Anyway. Um, so get to work. I would. <laughs> I would. So make with the Harbaugh takes that. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Get to business. <laughs> no. He's, if I had to bet my home on it, no, he's not coaching Michigan next year. Absolutely yeah, but not. I need you to give me the team. I need you to give me the team he's coaching next year. Uh, if you if you made me put my home on it, yeah. I would say it would be the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, okay. How confident and, are and you in that? I, I'm pretty confident in it. The the only thing that is giving me pause, once again, is the cheapness of the owner. Mark Davis, they say, is willing to go all the way. I think he's going to use the Raiders. Use the Raiders to get the price yeah. up for Spanos? Yeah. I mean, the Raiders, that in the AFC Harbaugh's West, those two going toe-to-toe. Is just fascinating because if you don't want to pony up, fine. But if he ends up with one of your rivals and you're still dealing with the Chiefs, like, good yeah. luck.
I don't think he wants to go into the AFC West with the specter of the Chiefs sitting there without Justin Herbert. Yeah. Without makes the quarterback. Sense. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. What about you? You I'm put sorry. your home we're, on the we're, line. We're all out of time here. We're all out of time. Wow. Captain Cop out. <laughs> super Bowl or Super Bust? You're welcome. It's next, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We continue to wait on what's going on in New England. Maybe a little breaking news there at some point, but we do have some breaking news in the NBA to get to. Hit it! Okay. Take your time. Ease in. Ease in. Mm -hmm. How about a little breaking news sounder for Carlin versus Joe? I'll give you a hint. It's out of the association. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. Did I not set that up well? Did I not deliver that? I don't know. I'd put it on you. Yeah, okay. Hey, Kawhi Leonard has signed a contract extension with the Clippers, according to the team. Hey-o. Kawhi Leonard has signed a contract extension with the Clippers. Brian Windhorst is going to join join us an hour from now, and we've got a little NBA to Z coming up in 15 minutes, so we will get into that just a little bit more. Joseph, just a quick thought. Your thought. Originally signed a four-year, $176 million, with the, million dollar deal with the team, averaging about $44 million a year for Leonard. He's in year three of that deal. Next year was going to be a player option, so they go ahead and they get the extension done. We don't know what the amount is for. I mean, these things in the NBA, what do you do? Do you get excited? Because, yeah, if you're a Clipper fan, it's like, all right, Kawhi's going to be around for a while. But as we've seen with these guys, if they get unhappy, they can just force their way out. So the contract is there. It's fully guaranteed. Like, he'll be getting that money. It'll just be up to him where he wants to get that money from. Yeah, no, it's 
it, it's great for Kawhi. It doesn't matter a damn thing for the team. Right. Right. <laughs> like they've got him under contract as long as he's happy. And if he's not happy, he's going elsewhere. And that's just how the business works. So good luck to the Clippers. They've been great. They have been great as of late. Garland versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Let's get back to a little NFL because this weekend it's Super Wild Card Weekend. And, of course, it concludes Monday night. You've got Eagles Buccaneers on ESPN, on ABC, on ESPN Plus, and on ESPN2 as well. But you've got all these games this weekend. So the question we will put to you is Super Bowl or Super Bust? Will you be more surprised if these teams are one and done or they make a Super Bowl run? So we start here with the Philadelphia Eagles, Joseph. Super Bowl or Super Bust? Oh, yeah, it's Super Bowl. So often can you lose, what, six of your last seven, have controversy at the coordinator positions, have injuries at quarterback and to your star wide receiver, and you just coast into the playoffs and roll right through everybody and win a Super Bowl? Super bust. I project the Eagles to lose Monday night on ESPN. They're one and done. They're out of the postseason, and that's that. That's Joe Fortinball's official prediction. Yeah, and I'm with you. That's a super bust. I'm so disappointed in that being the case. You know what I'm really disappointed about? What's that? That this is going to be the way that guys like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham are going to go out. And that's disappointing yeah. because I, having spent time in Philadelphia, those guys are the Philadelphia Eagles. Fletcher Cox, same thing. Uh, that's unfortunate, but that's the way it's going to be. Next. The Dallas Cowboys. Joseph, Super Bowl or Super Bust? I am going Super Bowl. It's more likely they're going to go on a run than anything else. Now, that is contingent upon the 49ers uh, losing at home to actually get to the Super Bowl. But the Cowboys, uh, it's going to be a massive, massive disappointment to me. Evaluating what we see right now for them to not make it to the NFC Championship game. We know how good they are at home. They don't lose at home. That's all there is to it. They don't lose at home. So I expect them to be more likely to make a Super Bowl run than be a Super Bust. Yeah, I got it right down the middle, which is a terrible answer for Sports wow, Talk Radio. Because they're going to mm. win two, and then they're going to lose in the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. So they're more inclined to go on a Super Bowl run than be a Super Bust, because Super Bust means you're going to get eliminated this weekend, and I don't see that happening. They'll take care of the Packers, and then it's going to be the big game for McCarthy's job. Game number two is the job is on the line. He loses this game, mind you. He loses the job. But game number two, he's got to win in order to keep it. And if he loses game number two, hosting Detroit or whoever it may be, that's where he loses it. So that's going to be the fascinating game next week. But I'd be more inclined to say Super Bowl over Super Bust. Next, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I would say it's more inclined to go Super Bust. And we all know why. They haven't been the same. You know, if the Chiefs are going to do anything in the postseason, their defense is going to have to really carry them here. And it's been outstanding all season long, but it hasn't been enough to restore our faith in the Kansas City Chiefs collectively. Uh, given the fact that they don't have any receivers other than Rasheed Rice that I really trust right now and Kelsey, but again, those numbers have fallen off. I- I'm going to go super bust. It is so tasty. So, so tasty to think about Buffalo beating the Steelers this weekend, Kansas City beating the Dolphins, and the Chiefs going to the Ralph next week. 
that is an all-time divisional round matchup because of the history those two have had, not just in the playoffs, but look at last year, or this season, excuse me, regular season, the controversial ending with Kadarius Tony. Like, get those two back together. I would lean to Super Bowl. I don't see him winning it, but again, I don't think they lose to Miami. And then when they go to the Ralph next week, they're going to have an opportunity to take out a Bills team that's been good, but is certainly not bulletproof. A lot of issues for the Chiefs, but the path through the AFC isn't what it's been in previous years, so I'd lean Super Bowl before Super Bust. Next. The Miami Dolphins. Joe, Super Bowl or Super Bust? Super Bust. They're out this week. They can't play in cold weather. They don't have a good defense. Their quarterback isn't good enough. They can't beat good competition. Uh, I mean, how much further do you want to go? Look at the injury report as well. The Chiefs are ripe, ripe to be taken out with the way they played this season. Miami ain't that team. Yeah, the, the, the Dolphins can absolutely save the perception of their season if they were to go in there and win. Yeah. And the, the cold weather thing doesn't bother me as much after how well they played in Buffalo last year, even with Skylar Thompson. But no, this is a super bust. Dolphins are going home. I'm so down on them. They've been an embarrassment down the stretch of the season. Injuries, I get it. Everybody has injuries. Sorry, super bust. Next, the Buffalo Bills. <sighs> this is tough for me. Yeah. This is tough for me. Yeah. I think it's more likely that they're a Super Bowl run. Wow. Now. A lot of slander from you this season. And now all of a sudden, here we are picking Super Bowl. I can't deny what's going on. I don't trust them. But if you're making me go one way or the other, they played too well down the stretch of the season. And they've got confidence. So I think it's more likely, yet I still have them, and I'm still not going to be stunned if they lose at home this week. So how is it at the beginning of the show, the Bills are on upset alert, and then an they are. hour and 15 minutes later, it's, yeah, they're Super Bowl team. No, it, no, that's not how I put it. That's what I, we're all hearing, though. I'm going 51% Super Bowl run as opposed to 49% oh, The guy who Super got all bust. upset about my right-down-the-middle take on the Cowboys yeah. two minutes later comes back with one out of his own. I, I, but I, at least I didn't say right down the middle. I said it's more right. likely. Because I'm Granted, by 2% because you made me say it. <laughs> you know what you are? A bad teammate. It's, That's what you are. It's Super Bowl. Look at the path for them. You go ahead, you take out the Steelers this weekend. You host the Chiefs next weekend. We already talked about how big that game is. It's winnable. It's winnable for you this year with the way the Chiefs are playing. And you win that game, and then boom, you find yourself in Baltimore. As dysfunctional as the season looked at one point, you're in the AFC Championship game in the Final Four. And oh, by the way, if something happens to Baltimore, you're hosting the AFC Championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely Super Bowl over Super Bust. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. 51-49. You made me go down the middle. That's, it was on you. I was trying to cover it up. Unlike you, we got to have everything out in the open. Please. <laughs> Please. No, we don't. It's the people's show. Carlin versus Joe, the people's show. The people have a right to know. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Two words. Isaiah Hartenstein. Next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. We begin with the breaking news that came down just a few moments ago, and that was that Kawhi Leonard has signed a contract extension with the Clippers, according to the team. Now, their extension talks with Paul George are ongoing. The organization continues to want to get both stars lined up on longer-term deals. That's according to Woj. Uh, Leonard has agreed on a new deal where he has been, as we know, healthy and productive. They had a 48.7 player option for next year. Look, uh, he and so does Paul George, by the way. Listen, if everybody's getting along, it's great. But again, these contracts don't mean anything for the team. It's a nice thought process, but it's only one game away from somebody demanding to get traded. The projection here is that Kawhi will decline his player option for the 2024-2025 season, which is next year. And he'd sign a four-year deal worth about $222 million. That means in year four, he'd be making about $61 million per season. Huge numbers. Clippers have been very good this season. See what the playoffs look like. Hope they stay healthy. Not necessarily rooting for him, but that could be a fun story in the playoffs with him, with George, with Harden, with Westbrook, with all that if they're cooking out West. Lakers last night and the Toronto Raptors. Lakers in the fourth quarter shot 23 free throws. The Raptors shot two. Raptors lose by one. Darko Radjakovic, the Raptors head coach, None too pleased when asked about it by Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. Twenty-three free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. How to play the game? I all, I understand respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. If that's if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight, and this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is gonna be all star. He's gonna be the face of this league. And what, what's happening? Happening over here during whole season. I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. I love it. I love it. It's a complete crap. It's amazing. God bless you. One note I'm going to throw in here because I know the focus off last night's game is the rant and the free throw discrepancy. We talked about this earlier. A side, B side, boxing, UFC, professional sports. 
Raptors, sorry, you're the B-side. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's always been. It's unfortunate, but games like this happen. You got to find your way through it. And if you want to vent afterwards, it's more than fair because we saw what happened and we agree with you. Keep an eye on this Lakers team. They may have spent way too much energy trying to win that in-season tournament. They did a great job. They succeeded. They hung the banner. They are 5-10 since then. 5-10 straight up, 5-10 against the spread. They look like a team that spent a lot of energy early in the season, and now they're starting to run out of gas a little bit. AD had his 20 of his 41 in the fourth quarter, including 11 from the free throw line in that win. Up next, Eric Spolstra in the heat, according to Woj. Historic contract extension, eight years, $120 million. That is the most committed money in North American coaching history. Wow. But if there's an NBA coach who deserves that level of money, it would certainly be Eric Spolstra because he continues to get more than less. And for Mickey Harrison, he can pay Spolstra. And then, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler and, and you know, maybe uh, – Bam out of bio? Bam, thank you. That's who I'm uh, blanking on at the moment. You don't have to pay anybody else. I, I uh, Spolstra is going to go down as one of the all-time great coaches, not just in oh, the absolutely. NBA, just everywhere. The guy yep. gets it. He can relate to the roster. He understands how to push buttons. He understands how to call up plays. He understands everything about the position. And he's one of those guys that came up in the organization. Wasn't he in the back film room cutting yeah. up tape early on? Yep. Like, this is the Costco philosophy right you promote from within people start at the company they it's entry level and they work their way up costco just transitioned from one ceo to another it was one guy who had been at the company 50 years to another guy who's been there like 45 years like they understand the company they understand the culture the organizational structure they believe in it they love what they do and they put the organization's interests before their own that's Eric Spolstra. That's the definition of leadership. That's why a guy like that gets paid. You don't let guys like that out the door. Nope. That's how you win. Can you imagine if Eric Spolstra was a free agent as a coach? How much he'd get more than that if he was? I mean, I can't. What? What? what like, what would LeBron be forcing the Lakers to do in order to get him? Right? Yeah, maybe 150 million, something like At that. At least. Yeah. Absolutely. Then there's Draymond Green making his way back from that indefinite suspension. Met with the media for the first time. And how about this? Something you didn't expect to hear from Draymond, but here he is. When I look back on these situations, it's like, can you remove the antics? I'm very confident I can remove the antics. And I'm very confident if I do remove the antics, no one's worried about how I play the game of basketball. Nobody's worried about how I carry myself in the game of basketball, but it's the antics. So that's my focus. You know, it's not on changing who I am completely. You don't change the spots on the leopard. It's just not going to happen. And I'm not going to try to set some unrealistic expectation. It's the antics that can go. And I've made a commitment to do things to make sure that those don't creep in. You know what? He's saying all the right things. I am fascinated to watch him play and see how this plays out. I love it because he's using the word antics now to describe what happened. If you go back to when that punch was thrown, it was a whole, oh, you know, my feet got caught up and I was trying to draw a foul and this is, you know, flopping this and that. He's changed his tune. He's not trying to make the excuse anymore, which is awesome, right? Stage one, acceptance. Stage two, how do you move on and repair? And that's what's happening right now. I, I wish him the best. I think he could serve as a great story to a lot of people out there who struggle in one way, shape, or form. Things will happen in your life that are negative. We get that. Can you find a way to identify those issues, correct those issues, and move on happier? 
move on more successful. And Draymond's got that opportunity. I wish him the best. I hope it works out. I, I do too, and he's going to get tested. You know he's going to get tested early and often over the next several weeks, and that's why I think it's it's fascinating to watch. I am rooting for Draymond in this instance for all the reasons that you just laid out because clearly there was a lot more going on there. And then there's what's going on in Memphis. Out to Smart. Three on the way. Ring it up. Put three on the board. 92-9 ESPN Memphis. They went out to an 80-62 lead in the third quarter last night, but that's not the story that's going on with the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant out for the year. Addressed the Grizzlies Tuesday for the first time. He's got the issue with his uh, um, rotator cuff, right? I believe it is, and he's getting surgery. Uh, Desmond Bain said that Morant told the team to stay locked in, but uh, they may have beaten Dallas last night. That's great. Are you a believer in what they can do without John Morant on the floor? Because I certainly am not sitting at 14 and 23. Let this be a lesson to all the young people out there, all the young people. Time is finite in terms of your time in situations like this, whether you get an opportunity to play in the NBA or whether it's anything. like You got to make the most of what you have while it's in front of you. And Morant's young. He made a lot of mistakes in the nightclubs, the guns, all that other stuff, right? But while those mistakes were happening, he had to get punished for those. He had to serve suspensions. And then when you finally get your opportunity to come back, injury's a part of the game. You end up getting hurt, you lose the whole season. Look back on how squandered all this was. You're already operating at a high risk due to injury given the nature of your chosen profession. People are trying to target you because you're young, you're wealthy. They see it. You got a lot of things you got to battle. That's why the maturity level has to ramp up. The emotional intelligence has to ramp up very early in your career so you don't squander the opportunities when you are healthy. Because for Memphis, this is a complete waste of a season. Last one. OG getting it done. And an OB two long strides Ooh. down the lane. Flips it in. That's Ed Cohen on 98.7 ESPN in New York. OG and Anobi lighting it up with the Knicks. Joe told you yesterday the Knicks... Beat the daylights out of bad teams. 112-84. They took out the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Isaiah Hartenstein. I can't get myself enough. 14 rebounds last night. That's what it's all about, Joe. The big fellas. The Knicks now against teams that rank in the bottom 10 in net rating. They are now 11-1 straight up. 10-2 and against the spread. You are printing money if you are betting on the Knicks when they play against bottom 10 teams in terms of net rating. They annihilate lousy competition annihilate i gotta tell you such an easy bet with 23 last night his best game as a nick i was very skeptical of that trade at the beginning i had somebody who's been around the nba for a long time at right after i tweeted about it being a mistake said you are dead wrong and here's why gave me 10 things i immediately corrected my take and i don't do that i don't do that i don't do that in this case i did that's me reasonable (laughs) you're welcome Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Not everybody finds me reasonable. Sometimes you think my takes are completely unreasonable. Carlin versus the consensus on the top five quarterbacks in the playoffs next. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.